one of the things that's been found to be even more damaging than an affair is public humiliation. So it really is going to warrant um, talking about how the person felt as a result of your action. This week, how to recover from a public embarrassment. Dr. Karen Sherman has answers. Stay tuned. If you've listened to this podcast, you know we love our wine club, and we're going to shamelessly plug it again. This year, our wine club partner, Touring and Tasting, is celebrating their 20th anniversary and are offering special deals and discounts on top of their already existing deals and discounts throughout the year. We love the Hitched Wine Club because it's a monthly reminder to slow down and reconnect. Yes, date night ideas are included with each shipment. We have several different levels of the wine club, from the happy couple of marital bliss to soulmates and happily ever after. Right now, you can join the happy couple wine club level with your first shipment 50% off, bringing the total to under $25. And the shipping is always free. This is a limited time offer, so don't wait. Visit hitchmag.com and click the Wine Club link. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of hitchedmag.com. I am joined once again with the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. So uh, I know we keep getting more and more listeners, Karen, which is really exciting. Um, And I want to first thank all of you for uh, tuning in. Um, And for those who this is your first time listening, Karen is a practicing psychologist uh, in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. She is an author of several uh, relationship books. Uh, She has her own... um, programs out there to help couples. One of them is From Fight to Foreplay, and you can find information on that at fromfighttoforeplay.com. She is the host of her own radio show your, uh, called Your Empowered Relationship on the Sex Talk Radio Network. Um, and I am stealing all that knowledge for you guys. Um, and today we actually have something that could take um, several different several different angles, um, and so I think we're probably going to bounce around a little bit on this one, Karen, um, because it could be very serious or it could be very minor in terms of like the damage control. And what I'm talking about is uh, doing some cleanup uh, from some sort of public embarrassment, and and we talk a lot about. Uh, on this podcast about how couples have fights or they argue with in-laws or blah, blah, blah. And that, you know, those incidents are isolated, but there is this uh, ripple effect that takes place in, in some of these instances of now that information is out there that others have seen. Um, and sometimes that can be embarrassing. And so I want to talk about what you should do or what you can do when something within your marriage that's embarrassing has become public. Um, you know, it might be a fight that you've had and you might have posted something on Facebook. Um, it might be uh, a spouse losing a job that you find embarrassing. Um, it could be uh, it could be cheating, which would be really uh, deep and heavy. Uh, but, you know, there is some embarrassment that might go along with that as well. So 
Um, this might sound like a job for a PR professional, Karen, but I'm going to ask you for your advice. And I, I know uh, you're not looking forward to this one, uh, but what's the first step that you think a couple could or should take if something personal and embarrassing has been made public? And and like I said, this could be something running the gamut from cheating or it could be something as small as you posted something they didn't want you to post on Facebook. Okay, so I guess that it would not be considered very expert of me to just say pack your bags and move out of town. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. Okay. So, so knowing me as you do, you know that what I'm going to say is it's going to depend on what the situation is, you know, as to what measures you're going to take. If it's something like Facebook and you've made a, you know, a remark or posted something that you, you know, a picture you didn't mean to or whatever, um, probably the best thing is to do is to get back onto Facebook and make apologies and, you know, uh, say something that's appropriate, make a joke out of it, you know, apologize, whatever. Um, if it is something of a more serious nature, um, a lot of times um, what happens in life is very much the way you present yourself, the image that you create. So if you're going to, let's say, you know, that people do find out that there's been an affair. If you're going to walk around town now where you're going to look like you've got, you know, the, the emboldened letter on your forehead. <laughs> yes. Then you're given, going to give people more of a reason to talk. Um, I think it's really important that the first step you take is as a couple, you speak about the elephant in the room. Um, okay, we now have, you know, this has happened. Mm -hmm. There's going to be talk. Uh, this is embarrassing. How do we want to handle this? Uh, you especially want to do that if you've got children because there's going to be a ripple effect to them as well. Mm. Um, and, you know, you want to sort of band together. Um, you, you want to put on a face where you're managing, you're coping, um, you're handling things. Do not feel that you have to now be a target for people to ask questions. People love gossip. They love to snoop and ask things. You can still be um, polite, um, but not reveal anything. Yeah. So, you know, again, it's going to be about managing the way you come across. Okay. I mean, it's almost, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's perfect. Um, and I do like the fact that you just kind of address it head on. Um, yes. Rather than trying to ignore it as if people aren't going to talk about it anyway. Right. Um, and, and I think part of this is uh, in the PR world, sometimes, you know, they talk about uh, addressing the issue and framing the story as you want it to be framed. Otherwise, other people will frame it for you. Yes. And so if you don't come out and acknowledge what has transpired, someone else will say something that may not be true. Mm -hmm. uh, which could just worsen the situation. Yeah. So even take something like cheating, you know, so somebody comes up to you and has the goal to say, oh, we, we hear, you know, your partner has been, you know, fooling around or something. I mean, you could say something like every marriage has their challenges and we're dealing with ours mm. and that's it. Um, and the truth of the matter is every marriage has a challenge. Um, and, you know, you could even say something like, I don't really think that that's your business, but the truth of the matter is doesn't every marriage have their challenge? And and thankfully we're dealing with ours. I mean, when if I I mean I can appreciate that, but would it be 
helpful to offer and I realize it's nobody's business, but would it be helpful to offer the proactive things that you might be doing? So rather than saying like, you know, all couples have their challenges, we're, we're handling it. Would it be, because I, I guess this gets back to some issues that we have talked about in past podcasts about there is so much stigma surrounded around marriage because it is so personal that people don't want to admit like it's it's okay to admit that there's been cheating that's gone on, but it seems like there's even more stigma around a couple that goes to therapy. You know what I mean? What? Like, because you know tons of couples who have cheated, but the couples who actually dare to go to therapy, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Well, you know, I was thinking when I just gave you that example of somebody who really doesn't truly have your best interest at heart when they ask that question. Mm. And it's more of a snooper. They're just looking at gossip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm going to try to set that boundary real quickly. If if there's a friend who really is concerned and says, you know, there's a a rumor running around and, you know, I'm heartbroken for you and is there something I can do? That's a whole different conversation. And then you might want to say, no, you know, look, it's been tough, but we're working on it. We've decided to go to counseling, blah, blah, blah. That's a different thing. Mm-hmm. But when somebody just comes up and says, you know, oh, I, you know, I hear this, you know, some, uh, you know, problems in, in uh, uh, romance going on in, in uh, all is not right in uh, your romantic heaven or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's not a person who's really being kind about it. And so they deserve to be put in their place and they don't have to uh, be given any more information than, you know, very basic. It's none of your business. And I think the best thing to do is really um, act together as a team um, and show a good front together. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, okay, so uh, controlling the message in that manner. Yes. What else, what else can a couple do to rehab or an individual do to rehab their image uh, from some sort of public embarrassment? Again, I think, you know, at least externally in the outside, uh, continue to look like they are a team working together, make, uh, create an image where they are still functioning well together. It's nobody's business. Now, that's a very different question because you're asking what can they do to create a good image? That's a very different question than what can they do to be repairing their marriage? Well, I I mean, I do want to make that distinction because I feel like we've talked about repairing marriages from incidents that they've had. Mm -hmm. So I kind of wanted to focus on how this looks to the outside world. Yeah. Yes. And that's why I'm making the distinction as well. That we are talking about if you want to maintain a good image to the outside world, to look like you are functioning together, that you're okay with each other, because nobody has to know what your business is. Um, But I don't want people who are listening to us to say, well, why should I act like everything's fine when it's really not? Because we're only talking about the image you are putting to the outside. And then when you go behind closed doors, then you do your work on your relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, now, what if this has legitimately tarnished the opinion that others might have of you or your spouse? I mean, should you be proactive to regain a positive image? Or 
should you just let the dust settle? I mean, I know we kind of talked about this a little bit, but um, is it better? Is it better to to actively seek out like so? Um, rather than responding to somebody who's snooping or something along those lines, would it be beneficial to you know plan a, a dinner with some fr- with some close friends to to head head off any damage control? I think that that's a very good idea, Steve. I like that a lot. Um, I mean, I think in general, if you let the dust settle, there'll be somebody else's story coming up, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, in, in not too far. Almost like that, a news cycle. Just give but, it a couple days and something yeah. else will take over the uh, exactly. everybody's chatter. Yeah, Exactly. But, you know, I'm thinking of other situations. We're going from, you know, something small like a, a Facebook posting to cheating and there's a whole bunch of stuff in between I'm reminded of um, another couple that I was working with for a while where the husband was caught doing something that was in the newspapers that was considered um, very very embarrassing I'm not going to say what it is because I I don't you know uh, want to reveal anything that would be uh, too open but it was something that was really um, quite embarrassing and um, as it turned out, he was not convicted of it, but, but it was really quite a mess for a long time. And I think probably in that kind of situation, it would be good to have a small group of friends, whether it's a dinner party or a few people that you, know, you feel very close to, where you can confide in and talk to and discuss it with, and that way, um, allow them to know what's going on so that number one you have support and number two they can sort of act as your ambassadors with some other people on the outside mm, that's good okay and and would you actually encourage them to be ambassadors I mean would you tell them you know it's it's been really tough to clean up our image or my image because of all the all the negative stuff that's been out there but you know I really appreciate you hearing my side of the story and if anybody says anything, yeah. Yeah, you know, know, I don't want to put you in that position, but if you're comfortable doing that, I don't mind you doing that. Oh, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, okay. Um, Now, what if you were the one that caused the embarrassment for your spouse? So say let's, you know, throw back Thursday or whatever and you post something that embarrasses your spouse um, as opposed to it being like a self-inflicted wound of them cheating, right? Uh, right. Should you be the one who attempts to clean up the mess if you were the one that did the embarrassing thing to first, them? Yeah, first of all, you have to do a major apology to your spouse. Okay. Um, and, you know, really take responsibility and ownership and, you know, let it be known that, you know, though you didn't mean it intentionally or you didn't realize the repercussions of it, um, it was really an oversight on your part and that, you know, you truly are very sorry about it. Yeah, you're you're you know you went into the into the uh, store and you are the one that broke the uh, china vase, so you got to pay for it. Got it. Okay. And bringing this full circle, um, there there obviously was some sort of damage caused to the relationship, um, whether it's minor or major. Um, and is an apology enough? I mean, you talked about doing some sort of the repair. Do you need to take it a step further and talk about like what some of the boundaries or rules might need to be in the future? Um, I think so. And first of all, probably one apology is not going to be enough. Okay. 
Um, and uh, I think you have to get to what kind of feelings are created underneath. Uh, is there a sense of breach, you know, of um, a sense of betrayal? Is there a sense of um, breaking of trust? Um, you know, one of the things that's been found to be even more damaging than an affair is public humiliation. So it really is going to warrant um, talking about how the person felt as a result of your action. Um, and you can't just sort of, you know, get past it quickly with, well, I'm really sorry, I didn't mean to, and, you know, let's get past this. You, you really are going to have to do repair work on this. And um, when I'm working with couples who have had affairs, I have this expression about expect the unexpected. And what I mean by that is I can't tell you what's going to happen that's going to trigger the same feeling coming up of hurt and anguish and, you know, whatever feelings this whole situation brought up. But I can tell you that things are going to happen that you don't expect, the unexpected, and that's what I can predict for you, expect the unexpected. And I would say that similarly, um, there might be things that are going to happen now that all of a sudden it's like, I mean, how could you do that? You know, like, I, I can't believe that you did that to me or whatever. So, you know, just know that that's a possibility until that wound has healed. And it, of course, it depends again on how egregious um, the, the wound was. Um, and again, just a quick, I'm sorry, may not cut it. Yeah, this yeah. may take a while to uh, really repair. And I think you brought it up very early on in this episode about you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important for couples to remember who find themselves in an embarrassing situation that while their trash might be out for the public to see, it doesn't necessarily mean they're alone in that situation. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And Everybody's got laundry. <laughs> everybody does. Yeah. And, uh, and as you also pointed out, there is a life cycle to this stuff. Uh, when it comes to the public. Now, personally, as you mentioned, uh, this stuff could could take a long time to heal from. Uh, but in the public, people have busy lives. And I think sometimes we get a little too egocentric and thinking that what are these people thinking of us? Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, uh, I hate to crush everybody's ego. Most people don't care. They don't give a crap. <laughs> They're so busy just trying to get through the day and picking up kids and, and doing their exercise and staying on their New Year's resolution and like whatever else may be on their minds, right? Yes. Um, that they, they're like, oh, that's really sad to hear about. Boom, they're on to the next thing. Yes. So yes. as devastating as it might be to you, um, it's, it's really just a, a, probably a passing thought for 99% of the people in your life. Yes, especially if you're a guy. Guys are real good at letting things go. You were telling me when we were talking at one point about how a guy was sitting around with a bunch of other friends and yeah. just, saying, you know, we're working on it and we're dealing with it. Blah, blah, and all the guys get out said, okay, cool. And that's what's wonderful about being a man. You, you let go of things a lot easier than women do. Yeah. We, uh, whether we, it's called being shallow or whatever, it just doesn't penetrate as deep. I, I don't know. It's... Maybe, you know what you know what I think it might be honestly I think it and and I'm sure there's a study out there that would talk about this but I feel like there's a bunch of I, I don't know how to frame this properly but there's a lot of ball busting that goes on when you're a guy growing up as a as a boy a kid mm -hmm. which I don't know and it's and it's uh confrontational 
it's it's in your face mm-hmm. and i feel like to survive as a boy uh you really have to f- learn how to just let that stuff roll off your back um and i i wonder if that defensiveness that mechanism helps later in life and dealing with that stuff like eh, you know they're there making fun of me again or whatever I think that's a very good theory. And then there's the biological explanation. Of course, yes. I, I, I figured there was. <laughs> Which is that um, men's brains are different than women's and men can compartmentalize. Whereas um, women's brains don't function that way. And additionally, women's brains have more blood flow to the hippocampus, which is the part of the brain that is responsible for memory. So we can remember what you did March 3rd, 1993. <laughs> God damn it. Why don't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Uh, this is why electronic devices are uh, trouble for guys because now we don't have that excuse anymore. Mm. So you can say like, well, you know, I used to be able to pull out my neuroscience information, but now I can't because they're going to say, look, it's on your calendar. I can go back and search it and you could too. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I think that'll do it for us. So we'll wrap it up there, Karen. Um, so thank you so much for your time. This was actually – see, you were a little afraid of this topic, but I think you knocked it out of the park. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, I want to uh, – rem- From the image, Steve? What's that? <laughs> I didn't destroy my image? No, not at all. I think you okay. enhanced it for sure. Okay. Um, and so for people who would like to uh, find out more information from Karen, you can go to her website, drkarensherman.com. She is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. Uh, she is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. Uh, she is um, the, the founder of a program called From Fight to Foreplay, and you can find information on that at fromfighttoforeplay.com. I also mentioned that she has a radio show that she does on her own. It's Your Empowered Relationship on the Sex Talk Radio Network. Uh, It is fantastic. You should tune in and listen to it. I have been on there once before. It's great. Um, And you can find her on all the social networks as well. Google+, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, We did a lot of Facebook plugs today. Um, And, of course, you can find all this information at our website, hitchedmag.com. We are also on all the social stuff. Um, and if you have a question, hit us up on uh, any of those as well. Um, sometimes uh, we can get back to you immediately, and sometimes we put it in the queue for a future date, but we respond and uh, gather all that information, so we really appreciate it. Uh, and if you like what you have heard today, um, I want to thank everybody who's been proactive in, in sharing the podcast and and giving it a rating and all that stuff that really helps get this information out there and i mentioned in this episode how you know there's a stigma to to therapy and all that kind of stuff we can change that we can change the perception that people have of all of this stuff by being open about it being sharing that information so uh, just those small little acts of kindness that you show us helps and i really appreciate it Uh, But until next time, that is going to do it for us this week. So one last time, thank you so much, Karen. Thank you, Steve. All right. Take care, everybody. The world is ours tonight. The world is ours tonight.